You're about to listen to the Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders and for coders about all aspects of life as a developer. I'm Will, the curmudgeonly experienced developer. And I'm Beach, the optimistic newbie developer. Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast. Before we get started, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Um, I'm not exactly fighting. I'm uh, getting some end of the year bits and pieces kind of tied together. You know, everything's somewhat calmed down at work. That's um, good. But I'm doing a lot of work on the house. I know you looked in the server room and saw it's it's a bit of a mess right now. I uh, I bought a rack mount battery backup. I'm trying to get my server rack cleaned up. Just it's more I'm, I'm irritated with the the little cheapy UPSs that I knock over all the time when I'm fiddling on the rack and I'm trying to get everything um, straightened out. So I bought this big battery backup and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to hook this up and I'll be set. And it runs on 220. So I've now got to get the electrician out. And, you know, a buddy of mine and I are running network cable. Uh, we're just going to wire from the server rack to my office. I mean, I actually do have a wire, but if you notice, it's just kind of dangling in the open air. Well, I remember you were talking about wiring the entire house at one point. And, and we're, we're going to do that eventually. Um, we just want to get this one working first. Okay. Because um, I'm kind of showing him how to how to crimp the cables and how to punch everything down and all that. Like, I can do it. I just really, really don't want to. <laughs> um, and I've been, I realize I've been putting this off for a year. Like, I was, I've, I've had a, th- a thousand feet of cable in a box in the closet for a year. And I haven't done anything with it. And I realized, like, psychologically, I just, I just don't want to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to show somebody else how to do it. And then it, like, happened and I pay and it not be my problem. As I used to run cables and all that stuff. And I just realized I just really don't enjoy that at all. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, he's he's going to help me run that. And I'm, I'm going to have to get an electrician out here for the other. Yeah. And, of course, I've bought... Um, I bought some hardware upgrades, so like I got another four terabyte drive, and I also got some new case fans. I know everybody can hear the case fan in my computer that's malfunctioning. Uh, that would have been replaced. However, I've had problems with my laptop that I converted to Windows 10, and I'm not comfortable enough with it yet to say that I trust Windows 10 for being able to develop. Yeah, I understand. Um, most things seem to be working, but like the VPN isn't working. I struggled with that when I switched over to Windows 10. Yeah, and it's probably something dumb, and I think maybe you and I could just take the laptops and go to McDonald's and get on the wireless and probably fix it in like 15 minutes. But you know, once once that's working and I verify that everything's working, then I won't feel so bad about pulling this box apart. It turns out that you know the three fans, I'm going to replace all three of them um, because I'm going to be in there. And I'm a little jittery about doing that when my laptop isn't quite working like I want it to because I don't want to be down yeah, if you know something happens. And so I'm, I'm just kind of sitting in, you know, and waiting um, until I get the VPN working and make sure everything's valid. And then I'll do that you know, after making sure this one's backed up. Uh, I bought all new fans. Um, I got some quiet, uh, you know, the expensive little thermal take fans that are like, so they're like fifteen bucks a piece. I got three of them. <laughs> I know uh, your your big thing when you showed them to me was the uh, the LEDs are red. Yeah, like I do. I just really I hate blue LEDs. 
they just look sinister to me, and I don't know why that. There's like something deep psychological about that. That's really story. funny because I like blue. Like I, I have all of my clocks and like everything I can get is blue LEDs. Yeah, that's that's not me at all. And I just, I, I finally got to thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, I'd rather just go ahead and fix this and not, not have the blue. Mm-hmm. You know, since I'm going to be in there anyway. Well, yeah. And the other two are starting to get a little noisy as well. So I might as well just replace them all, be done with it. And then I got the four terabyte drive that is going to stick in the server. And I think I may just put it in the desktop instead. So that's all I got. How about you? Well, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Motorhead lately. Um, as you guys probably know, yeah, if you're man. big into classic rock or heavy metal, uh, Lemmy passed away. They're just all going now. I know. Oh. Though I will say this, um, for for someone like me, it's been a bittersweet week because that happened, but I also heard that uh, Guns N' Roses is uh, doing a reunion tour next year. Interesting. 2016 reunion tour with uh, Axel and Slash. That's going to be, I mean, yeah, I'm excited cool. about that, but... Uh, I was going to say rest in peace, Lemmy, but uh, I don't think that's appropriate. I think uh, keep the party going, Lemmy, is yeah. more appropriate. <laughs> I mean, he was a, he was definitely a complex individual. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that they say that the, the muses love broken vessels. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think that's, you see that a lot with the really major superstars that, you know, they, they had a lot of hurt. And a lot he, of things. He kept going, and I mean, what he was, yeah, pretty old. Yeah. Speaking of rockers, uh, I actually ran into Steven Tyler. Uh, my wife and I were shopping for bedding. Like huh. We bought, you know, we bought a king size bed, and we were like shopping. We we're like doing the restoration hardware thing and sitting around there, and you know, she's like, "What do you think about these sheets versus these?" And I'm sitting there going. I, I got nothing. I'm a dude. You know, yeah. like, I'm glad to have a place to sleep and have some room. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, he was in there shopping for something. And I almost felt sorry for him. Well, I guess I kind of did feel sorry for him because people just wouldn't leave him alone. And, you know, he couldn't do anything for two minutes without somebody bugging him. Well, I'd be bugging him asking for his daughter's phone number, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a thing for Liv Tyler. I mean, anyways. Yeah, but it. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, I mean, there's a lot going on in the in the music world this week. Uh, Christmas was this past week, and uh, had a lot of fun with the family. I finished the project I've been working on for my nieces, which was the Raspberry Pi computer at and, the last uh, minute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit more about that in IoT. So, uh, why don't we go ahead and roll that wonderful music? And we'll get right into it. Sounds like a plan, man. This week for IOTs, I've got something uh, a little special for you guys. Uh, Christmas was just recently, and uh, I know I've talked about the computer that I uh, built for my nieces. And so I'm going to kind of go over the build that I did for that machine. Um, 
just going to hit the highlights because I am writing a detailed blog post, and uh, you can get all the details there as well as all the links. Um, so I'll put a link to the blog post in the show notes, and then uh, you can see all the links there. So what I did was this was basically building uh, my niece's first Raspberry Pi-based computer. And so starting off with the hardware, it was a pretty simple setup. Uh, all the parts can be purchased from Amazon.com. And when I add them up, uh, they totaled around $80. I didn't spend that much because I already had some of the parts. And so I think I totally spent $60 on this. So the parts that I, I purchased was the Raspberry Pi 2 Model B. That was $35. The power cable, I got the Happers Raspberry Pi with the on-off switch so that you're not constantly plugging and unplugging the micro USB. Oh, that's nice because, yeah, that whole vampire power and then you have the, the possibility of damaging the board, too. Plugging exactly. And unplugging, especially with small children. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I bought two of them so I could get one for myself. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um and then the keyboard, I'm going to talk about this keyboard in another segment of IoTs because it's really awesome. It's the iPassport keyboard touchpad combo. And this can be used for smart TVs, uh, for Xbox, lots of different things. And it's, it's the perfect size for their little hands. My brother-in-law said he was going to go buy one for himself to use with their home entertainment system. He liked it so much. It's battery-powered, and it comes with a, a Bluetooth dongle that you can plug into the USB port. So um, you can turn the, the keyboard on and off, or you can plug it in uh, to the USB port, another USB port and charge it. Then the stuff that I already had was the HDMI cable and an 8GB micro SD card. I also bought them a Raspberry Pi case from uh, actual ra- the raspberrypi.org. Because, honestly, that one looked the coolest for them. <laughs> for the software, I started off with the Raspbian Jesse distro. So, what I did, I did this in, uh, actually in Windows. I used the Win32 disk imager. Yep. Um, That's how I had to do the one that I had around here for a while. And I just, I put the image on the 8GB uh, SD, micro SD card. Um, alternatively, I could have used Linux. With that, each of my nieces received their own user account, a restricted user account. And my sister was given a uh, Sudoer account, along with the the one that comes with it, the Pi account. Of course, uh, anyone tried to hack that, I did change the password on that one, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, now, I'll tell you one thing that I didn't get to do that I really wanted to, was I wanted to put the Gnome Nanny on there which is a really neat program that would let my sister set times for you know, when they could be on, what they could access, and would also um, kind of act as a firewall for them, too, for when they get on the Internet. Uh, unfortunately, I could not find one that was supported anymore. Once I had everything on there, I cloned the disk to my laptop using the, the Linux DD command. On there, I put... Uh, a group of educational games for their age range called Child's Play. Okay. And it's really cool. I've heard of that at some point. 
it I showed it to my five year old niece and before I could finish explaining how to use the keyboard, she was already in playing games. And then I also created a couple of web apps, uh, found a Scratch tutorial, because it comes with Scratch. Okay. And uh, I got that, and then the website that I built for them that have has games I've written, uh, I put that as a desktop icon for them, too. That's probably, you know, they're going to look back at that, and that's going to be the neatest present they ever got. They they were so excited about it. It was it was a toss up between whether they wanted to play on that or uh, play on my Xbox. Wow. This past week, yeah. Yes, we had Kindle Fires. Yeah. For all three of the girls. And... I also got them a couple of books because um, my my older niece, the five year old, wanted to learn to code like her uncle BJ, and so I got her a workbook for coding with Scratch. And I actually bought two of them, one for her and one for me, so that we can uh, we can go through it together. And I also got them the uh, Hello Ruby Adventures in Coding book, which is a, it's a really neat, um, it's not really about coding directly, it just sort of, it's this adventure story where each of the characters kind of represents a different area of computing, like... The the penguin in the story represents Linux and behaves like Linux. You know, the girl named Does Ruby. Does slap you with a, with a fin and tell you to read the manual? <laughs> is, that, uh, is that how that works? I, uh, to be honest, I haven't read the book. I got it and, um, well, I got it and I wrapped it pretty much as soon as I got it. I wish I'd taken the time to read the book. but uh... Since this is the last episode of the year, we're going to discuss some of the things that have happened during 2015, you know, kind of look back at the year. And then we're going to get into what mine and Beach's New Year's resolutions are. Yeah, last week we so. talked about uh, goal setting, and we gave some kind of generic examples. Well, this uh, this week we're going to give you our goals for the following year. Yeah, and this is kind of putting it on the line for us, too, because, yeah. you know, we know that we're going to have people listening that are probably going to, at the end of the year, ask, you know, what did you do? No. Yeah. And what what we're hoping to do is to um, to follow up along the year, and as we accomplish each goal, or as we hit each point in uh, in our goals, be able to discuss that. Yeah. So uh, going back on 2015, you know, we kind of broke down the months as far as what happened. And January was really quiet, I think, for both of us. Yeah, I was and, looking for a job and studying at the time. So. Yeah, and then February, you, know, you had a birthday. Yes. Woohoo, I got older. Yeah. You know, which beats the alternative. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And March, March is where things got a little interesting for me because I had a full time position and I got downsized. And we were actually, uh, you know, Beach came with me to a Microsoft event. I remember that. And, yeah. You know, I didn't drive because he, he crashed here at the house and we drove over from there because it was just easier. Mm hmm. And so I didn't even have my car with me. And so he had to drive me to my work, which was like 30 minutes away. Yeah. And then my house was another 30 minutes from there. And you know, for me to get the, the talk about being downsized. And or I was sitting out in my truck uh, in the parking lot, well, parking garage, just sort of waiting. And then you called me and said, hey, can you come help me? Uh... Yeah, help me clean my desk out. Yeah. And, you know, this was a situation where there were financial um, reasons that happened. It wasn't. You know, it wasn't any kind of, I didn't get fired. I got, I got downsized. 
And then we get in the, this was sort of strange, although it's not entirely unexpected because I had been doing some side contract work, but we get in the car and as soon as we got clear of the garage where I could make a phone call, I called the people I was working with on my side project. And so I was literally, you know, I guess from the time I left the building to when they were like, oh, we'll just bring you on full time was 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't even called my wife to tell her I was downsized yet. And so I, you know, I, I get home and, and I said, well, um, I got some good news and some bad news. And she goes, okay, well, what is it? And I said, well, the good news is, is I've got some extra money because I got a severance. Yeah. And she goes, did you get fired? I said, no, I got downsized. And she goes, well, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to be working full time from home. And she's like, you got somebody paying you? And I said, yeah. And she goes, well, why did you tell me? <laughs> Sounds like something she'd say. And I'm like, well, so you realize why I'm like sitting around the house and stuff and working? I don't know. <laughs> you know, because it actually worked out to be a pay raise and everything. So it was, uh, yeah, it, it worked out in your favor. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, April and May, of course we, you know, I did ramp up a little bit on Agulus, which is my side project mm-hmm. because especially, you know, working from home when you can start at seven o'clock in the morning and, you know, eat a little sandwich, from, you know, from the refrigerator mm-hmm. for lunch, you know, you can get a full day in and then you can, do something else. And I have a lot of, you know, really, really heavy hours yeah. and through there. I know April is when I started uh, working at uh, the insurance agency. Yeah. Because I had taken, I guess, um, in March I did take the, the insurance exam and started selling insurance in April. And then uh, May is when I officially started interning with you. Yeah, I guess it's official. I, I don't know how you'd put it because it's not, it's not that you're an intern, it's your... You're more like a... Uh, more like a Padawan and you're the mentor. Yeah, or like an apprentice kind mm-hmm. of situation. And I, I run stuff by you and, you know, work with you on ideas. Like, you're not building code for me exactly. Although we do stuff on the podcast. Because we're well, partners on that. So it's... May is when you first referred to me yeah. as an intern. Yeah, there wouldn't... I mean, because there's not a really good way to put that. You know, especially like on LinkedIn. It's like, well, they're a... Apprentice, you know, they, they don't have a concept of that because it's for tech jobs, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in June, that's when we started working on the, the idea of the podcast. That's when you started yeah. kind of pushing that. And it took us a little while because we wanted to make sure we had the website together. We wanted to have a good process. And, and we and, wanted to have everything down before we published our first episode. Before we told anybody, really. Yeah. Um, that way, you know, too, we could, you know, if it turned out to be something we just couldn't do, we could bail. And, mm-hmm. and not look like idiots. But, you know, we, we started on, you know, the podcast, um, actually working on it in June, and you built, uh, I think that's when we deployed the WordPress site, and you started Yeah, we, you know, we started it. working on that. Um, it wasn't really a whole lot of we. I mean, I showed you how to use the Chrome debugger and then turned you loose, and I was going to come back. <laughs> and then I came back, and I'm like, well, I'll have a Coke. I guess I don't really have to do anything. Yeah, I think August is around the time that the website was was fully up and running, and we had all the plugins and everything. Yeah, we got everything um, set I, up. I set it up, and then I tinkered with it, and we played around with the background and the color scheme and just some stuff like that. But mobile layout, I remember that. Too. Oh, the mobile layout was just awful. Mm-hmm. Mobile always is, though. Well, really, you know, just dealing with screen different screen sizes yeah. is, you know, it's better now than it used to be, but that's not really saying a whole lot. You know, yeah, I heard I heard somewhere that Google is going to start docking or has started docking 
um, you for not having a mobile-friendly site? They do for mobile search results. Okay. Because it looks like crap on that device. Well, yeah, that makes and they, sense. You know, that way it's, it's more adaptive to whatever is typically searching for it. So, yeah, and then September we actually started publishing the podcast, and that was our... Wow, that, that seems like that's so much further ago than it actually is. Yeah. It's just, which is actually pretty good because the, the typical half-life of a podcast is like, I think, seven, seven or eight episodes. Really? Most, yeah, most people quit. Well, I will, I will say this. Um, a podcast, I listened to the first two episodes. It's called Hacked. Yeah. And I first two episodes, I was like, you know, yeah, it's a, there's... I liked it because it was a little bit campy. They have like you know, creepy music playing in the background and yeah. stuff. And that's kind of the kind of stuff that I like. I enjoy that about it. But they had two episodes back in October and then they just stopped. Yeah. No word or anything. And I was like, well, they're too bad. I really liked it. That's one that just didn't make it. And then they just published an episode last week. And at the end of it, they said, yeah, thanks for those of you guys that stuck around because yeah, they had some life stuff come up, and that you I mean that happens. Yeah, that was, there's one that I liked, uh, the Calzumia Software Podcast, mm-hmm. um, which is you know about small business, you know, yeah, uh, programming related, and you know it's it's real random, and we wanted to make sure we didn't do that. And, you know, we kind of had a regular cadence, and we don't miss, and all that. We we planned ahead a long time before we did this. Oh, we yeah. were very successful on this. I think um, we we had sixteen episodes in our backlog to record when we started yeah because we wanted to have at least three months of episodes yeah and we didn't have them recorded beforehand but we had the ideas down yeah yeah um because we basically drank beer and spitball ideas until we had that Mm -hmm. and then around october you know i know you moved your blog from to azure from blogger yeah I, i put my blog on a wordpress site on azure and i I really like Azure. It has a lot of yeah. things that I've hosted a few websites with um, one on GoDaddy and one on One and One. Yeah. And both of them are very good. But, but they don't beat Azure by anything. No. I, now, and the other thing we did, of course, back in October is, well, I had a birthday. Yeah, you, you um, got a year well, older. I, yeah, I made, <laughs> I made another year without dying. I think that's a plus. And uh, also went to uh, Code Newbie Atlanta and met. Quite a few people, mm-hmm. um, including some that are probably listening to the podcast right now. Yeah, we, we made some friends down there. Um, yeah. I know a couple of people I keep in touch with regularly. Yeah. Um, got to meet uh, Saran from uh, Code Newbies uh, podcast, and I've been listening to that. Well, it started right around the time I started studying code, so I've been listening to it since probably one of the first episodes. And then, of course, uh, November... You had your fiasco in New York City <laughs> where you were gone for two weeks. And we were trying to figure out how we were going to get the podcast out because we had we had bits and pieces that, you know, we have some that we record beforehand, like the main episode body. Mm-hmm. And then we have the intros that we record the week of yeah. so that it's a little bit more current. And we realized, oh, crap, we've got to record. we got to somehow record. And we actually used Cisco's uh, WebEx and it worked, worked like a champ. It really did because I had... It made editing really easy, too, because we were able to record individually on our own machines, and then I had the the WebEx, which we could have used that. Uh, it wouldn't have been as good a quality as our individual recordings. Yeah, it was good for you to, to sync it, made it easier. Yeah, I, I, I was able to sync it and with the WebEx, and then, you know, when you were talking, my end was silent, and when I was talking, your end was silent, 
So all I had to do was just go in there, kind of sync things up, cut out the coughs and sneezes and things like that, and, yeah, yeah. mix them. And then, you know, of course, you got your first paid freelancing gig because yeah. a client of mine called me up and wanted a wanted his blog, which I, I set up for him, uh, converted to uh, you know, be able to host a podcast. And he was like, oh, can you, you know, I saw you, you did this with yours and all this, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm on the phone driving down the road, and I'm like, I'm going to have to call BJ. And, <laughs> and that actually worked out pretty well. Yeah, it's really pretty good, happy, it. and it's, you've learned a lot as you've gone mm-hmm. through it. I have. Um, one thing I'll say for you, those of you guys that uh, are building WordPress sites for clients, it is easier to go set up like a free WordPress site to show them as an example than to try and build a wireframe. Yeah. Because you're able to to really move stuff around and see what WordPress will and won't do. Yeah, and that was an important lesson for you to learn. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, this month it's December. Yes, and I am Santa Claus. Yeah. No, You've I'm... been uh, dyeing your beard and your hair and, <laughs> and uh, well, if you see the, uh, the pictures of us on the website, a friend of BJ's agreed to take those pictures for mm-hmm. us as long as he would dress as Santa um, around December. Yeah, she does a, um, she's a photographer, and uh, it was actually, technically that was back in November, it was uh, Black Friday. She does a Santa, Santa and pajamas photo shoot. Okay. I, I didn't know what the uh, what the deal was. I knew you'd, you'd worked a deal and you had to dress as Santa and... I didn't have to really do anything, so I didn't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of a simple man like that. And so with that, I think it's probably a good time to get into your resolutions. Uh, Beach and I both had a half dozen resolutions yeah. for the new year. And so uh, I guess we'll let you go first, and then I'll do mine. Sounds good to me. Okay. To start off, I will have a junior development job by the end of February. And uh, I'm, this is something I've already been working on. Um, I have two potentials here in town and uh, you know one out uh, a little outside of town and then um, and then more up north <laughs> yeah more up uh, near where my sister lives in Ohio yeah and it that you know that that's the tricky part here in Nashville is because of all the health care a lot of these places do not want junior devs just mm-hmm. because of all the security and well, frankly, they make it boring a lot of times too, so they're going to run people off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think you can do it. Oh, I'm I'm sure I can. And um, you know, with the healthcare, the thing is, I've got a background in healthcare, so I already kind of know a lot. Yeah, you've got a leg up, and I think that you can use that. So, with and, that goal in and mind, so if anybody out there is looking to hire a junior dev in Nashville, um, talk to us because yeah. uh, we got one. But with that goal in mind. I would like to uh, move closer down to uh, towards Nashville or uh, wherever it is I end up getting a job. I want to be moving closer by July. Yeah, and I think honestly, once you get a job, once you're once you're a month in, you should mm-hmm. probably be able to get something. Yeah, I just need to save up a little bit. And yeah, you need to get ahead, but mm-hmm. you'll be fine. Next, I would like to uh, to attend at least one coding conference this year, preferably out of state coding conference. I think that'd be very interesting. It'll probably yeah. be towards the end of the year because my other goals are are going to take up my yeah. time and money. Well, and that way too, you'll be a little bit more prepared. Um, and yeah. you might also try to see now Code Mash, which happens in January, is excellent. 
um, bar none. It's the best one I've ever been to. But here's the problem. The day that tickets go on sale, like you need to be waiting by the computer. The tickets sell, I mean, they sell out in like an hour. Wow. It's like 1,200 slots. They're just gone. Huh. Um, And I'm going to a conference in April myself. So I I think it's, of course, mine is more towards the the marketing and, you know, the entrepreneurial side now. But Really what I, what I want to do is, uh, I really want to meet, to meet my heroes over at .NET Rocks. Agreed. Trying to get to a conference that they're at. Yeah. And just, just like run up to them with like some single malt scotch. (laughs) I want to, I want to get a a t-shirt that says uh, golf clap for you, sir. Yeah. Have them autograph it. Yeah, I know. I I love that podcast. Those guys do such a good job. I mean, they've been around since what? 2001? They launched it in the tail end of 2002. And I've probably listened to, good grief, I I may have listened to up to a third of their episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Um, Because there's been stuff, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not in that sector. Mm-hmm. And, you know, plus for a long time, you know, t- listening to podcasts was kind of not as easy as it is now. That's true. Because they had podcasts really before podcasting was a thing. It's like, okay, here's an audio blog. It was basically yeah. what theirs was. Yeah, it was it was that or um, internet radio. Yeah. That was what it was called uh, for a while there. Speaking of blogging, I plan on getting uh, my recreational mathematics blog set up and uh, have at least 12 posts by August. I'm working with my sister and uh, possibly some of the other math teachers that she knows. And um, yeah, we're wanting to do really at least... Cool. What's that? I think that's really cool. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. We're wanting to do at least one like recreational mathematics post a month and then uh, do weekly challenges. The idea is for um, students, you know, mostly like algebra through you know, like trigonometry calculus level. Yeah. But to have have that as a way for them to go and work on some problems, like there'll be a problem one week, the next week we'll have the solution for that problem. And they can they can do each problem and potentially get extra credit or help with this or that in their their schoolwork. Yeah. So we it's it's a really kind of lofty idea, but it's something I think that is attainable and that we can do. That that'd be pretty interesting, and you know, you're building. You said you were building that in C Sharp, ASP.NET, and in Hibernate, right? Yes. So it's it's very similar to some stuff that you and I have been working on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of behind the scenes, and I think that will push your skill level up a lot. Well, I know I've already noticed some of the stuff that, for example, like when we were pair programming this past weekend. You know, a lot of stuff that you were showing me, I was like, yeah, I, I understand yeah. your frustration because I've done that. You know, yeah. Using ASP.NET 5 <laughs> with yeah. all the, the crap with the packages and not being able to link a library in there. Like, I never was able to get a library referenced. Mm-hmm. And so I just stopped and I went back. Yeah. I'm like, well, this product is, you know, it's a release candidate, but it's not ready for prime time and I'm not going to use it until it yeah. is. That makes sense. Yeah, that's something you learned with Microsoft is like if it's if you open it up and it's crap, you back away and you do something else for a while. Mm -hmm. And hopefully they'll fix it or the product will die on the vine. And Mm -hmm. either way, you saved your time. Going right along with blogging, I want to increase my blog posts to uh, one a week. And uh, I plan on writing those in advance. I, I had that goal last year and I did it for a while. 
And then, of course, I just got absolutely slammed and, mm-hmm. and just couldn't. I haven't been able to write since, I think, August. Well, something that I've noticed is when I'm um, writing our emails that go out, because we send out kind of a post based on the episode to our email subscribers, and when I'm writing that, uh, it has extra information and stuff, and it's like a it's like a blog post. And I was like, well, I could turn some of these into blog posts almost. Yeah, you really could. And you know, one thing I, I think I'm going to do with mine if I if I get back to it is more long form. So instead of having a weekly blog post, like have a really in depth long articles mm-hmm. because I think that's an area where there's not as much competition to drive up your, you know, your rankings and all. And I, just, I think that would work better. Plus I'm kind of long winded anyway. You are noticed. Um, I, I edit the podcast. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once you get going, you are long. winded. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think that's good to have the, the weekly posts written in advance. Cause you need to have a similar release cadence to what we do with the podcast. That's, that's what I'm planning on doing. And, um, I'm also hoping that I can be able to, in some instances, especially when I do the the outline for the podcast, kind of sync up the blog post and the podcast. Yeah, I, I think I would I would really like for you to do that actually because you could get a lot more detail and kind of side notes and you know a lot more interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of things we can't cover um, because it's an audio it's an audio only medium that we're in. Yeah, and you could really cover that pretty well either in a blog post or in a video or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, I mean, shoot, that's a heck of a good goal. And uh, my final one is uh, something I've already kind of been working on, but uh, I'm going to begin the process of starting a business. Um, and uh, so as part of that project-level goal or lifetime goal of having my own business, my goal for next year is to build the uh, business website. I already have the domain name for it, and um, I just need to build it up. I, I'd kind of like to avoid just throwing together a WordPress site for it. I really want to show my abilities, which is why I'm building the the Rec Math blog first. Yeah, I mean, I guess like my advice to you on that is to do it in WordPress, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Um, because you got a lot of talent in WordPress. Yeah. Um, especially like what I would like to see you do, and this is me editorializing and you'll probably cut this out, but maybe you won't. Um, what I think you should do and what I think the listeners, um, might even like to see is for you to turn your WordPress skills into something where you you get money on that. Um, you can specialize in setting up podcast websites for people and getting them through the entire process of, you know, how do you record? How do you get all the bits and pieces together? You know, what, what's your release cadence? How do you get your email list together? Like, like build that. Make that a thing because there's bad, most of the guidance out there is crap. You and I both went through that. That's yeah. why it took us three months to ramp up. Uh, that's very true because we... And there's people with a lot of money that want the attention that a podcast can bring them. And they don't want to go through that pain. Mm-hmm. They, they have a lot of money a lot of times because they are very efficient with their time. And yeah. they will give you some of that money. So that they don't have to do this. So I think I think that's really a, a niche business that you could you could nail that. Yeah, but is, would it be enough for a business, or would it be more of something that my business does? 
Uh, I think it could be enough for a business, to be honest. You charge a premium fee, right? Mm -hmm. You get better quality customers. So you don't go for, you know, Joe Blow's podcast. You get somebody like, I don't know, let's say you've got Tim Ferriss's podcast. He's already got one. He's got it all together. Yeah. But you get somebody at that level. Okay. And then you build it for them. And you maintain it for them. And you charge a monthly fee. And you handle all the crap that goes on. You hook them up with people that do the audio editing. Gotcha. Now you have a business. Yeah, I can see that being a business. Yeah, that's why I kicked that idea around. And I think if any of the podcast listeners are wanting to start a podcast, you know, get a hold of Beach. Yeah, especially get a hold of me now because, you know, before the rates go up. (laughs) Your rates should go up before you say that. (laughs) Just automatically. If you you feel like your rates could go up, go on and raise them. Yeah. Uh, You know, as, as a rule, that's that's a good way to go. Uh, well, that's that's my uh, my goals for 2016. Uh, Will, what are yours? Well, uh, like Beach, I've got a half a dozen. Um, my first one is to get back into a regular uh, meditation schedule. I used to meditate for at least 30 minutes a day. And sometimes on the weekends, I would get an hour or two, believe it or not. And I found that that kept me um, a little bit more even emotionally. And it also kind of helped with my focus because it, it forced me to get out of the work mindset and all the chaos uh, that I was dealing with and just be. Mm-hmm. And it, I think it really helped as far as my productivity. It's, it's weird. It's one of those things where you cut back on the amount of work you do and then you're more productive because you did that. It's like sharpening your axe yeah. when, you're, when you're a lumberjack or when you're a horror movie character, whichever one. Um, I mean, well, you look like either, so. Yeah, it's it's 50-50, you know. <laughs> I do. If I were, I, you know, as an aside, I, you know, I went on a hunting trip a few years ago, and I had the full beard and the long hair, and my dad was with me, and, he, you know, he hadn't shaved in a um, week or so as well. And we were in Washington State, and this lady, you know, the, the place we were staying, you know, we had to go and we had to check out our guns and all that, and, you know, we're getting all our crap together and, and heading out, and we stayed at this casino. And so, of course, they have the guns locked up. You, you got to do that with places with a lot of money. And we're we're headed to this door, the door, and this lady stops us and takes our picture because she'd never seen anybody that looked like us. Because we're wearing like the plaid shirts and we've got the lumberjack beards going on, and we're just all scraggly looking. And and it's like we were a tourist stop for her, and she like had to take the picture. It was the strangest experience I've ever had, you know. With you know, like nobody ever looks at me and goes, "I got to take this guy's picture." At least I, not that I know of. Um, but yeah, that was it was very strange. So There's nobody you would want to take that. Yeah. Anyway, so we we've derailed that, but um, I do I do want to get back into the uh, the regular uh, the regular meditation routine. I, I do think that will help me a lot. I've got a lot of stress. Um, pretty much all the time. I've had a lot of trouble sleeping over the last year, and I think part of that is I've not had sufficient downtime. I've not enforced that on myself. And, uh, yeah, I believe I believe that would help me quite a bit. And it also dovetails into some uh, longer-term goals that I have that you know, I'm not going to bring up just yet. My second resolution is to be able to deadlift 400 pounds by the end of the year. Um, my previous max was 365, but that's been two years and some change. Well, I remember you, uh, you talked to last week about, uh, the year that you set your, your goal for 300 and, and yeah. it was like 
by February, you were already over that? Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, at, at a certain point, when you start getting multiples of body weight, it keeps getting harder. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the growth curve kind of tapers off a little bit. And, you know, plus it's just, it's a lot of weight. You know, you, your body has to be able to build up to take that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's something I want to get back to. I really want to get back into a uh, regular workout routine. You know, swinging kettlebells around and, you know, doing squats and doing deadlifts. I'm, I'm getting my home gym set up. You know, you've worked out in there. There's, it's kind of messy. There's, I don't have all the flooring in place because well, I get those big, I get these uh, rubber mats. They're like the hard mats that you put down the, on the floor of stables mm-hmm. to keep the horses from, you know, walking on concrete all the time and hurting their feet. And it's, you know, it's a half to three quarter inch thick hard rubber and that's so you i can drop a hundred pound kettlebell on it and doesn't crack the concrete yeah yeah and i remember when you were setting that up um i came and helped you set up you you helped me set up the squat rack yeah and um yeah uh, if you if you notice with my uh my goals i didn't mention anything about uh, exercise or weight loss but all of my goals are to get myself set up so next year i can have those kind of goals yeah yeah, it's, it's enabling factors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with mine, I'm just, I, I, I've i noticed I've had a little bit of weight gain this year. It's not been real bad. Mm-hmm. Of course, for a while there, I was actually trying to bulk and I was squatting and all that. And then I just, I got so busy, I didn't have time. I was I was working from when I woke up until I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I kind of, I have to get back to it. And so I've got to do a, I've got to do a little bit of a cutting routine here. Probably starting in the next few weeks, I'll. I'll, I'll start cutting back on the carbs and drop some weight first because that's actually, um, that makes you more insulin sensitive. So it's easier to gain muscle mm-hmm. after the fact. So you, it's one of those biochemistry things you got to play with a little bit. And so, yeah, I'll be, uh, you know, be pushing towards that. Another thing I want to do is start getting into a regular routine of bulk cooking on the weekends. Um, so, you know, basically cook on Sunday afternoon for the week. You know, we have a, a good friend that uh, lives down in Florida now um, that uh, when he and his wife were both in uh, going to school online and working full-time jobs, that's what they did. Yeah, I just, I want to I want to ease up on that and get, get a little bit more time mm-hmm. um, because right now, you know, I go out to eat pretty much every day at work or I don't eat. Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of those two things. I don't want to eat a sandwich every day. That that gets old really really fast, um, so I do I do want some kind of little hot meal mm-hmm. during the day because lunch tends to be my biggest meal. In fact, most days that's the only meal I eat. You know, I mean, you see me in here when we we do the podcast, I'll eat like a handful of like cashews or something, and then I podcast. That's it. Yeah, he. Um, that's my dinner <laughs> most nights. Is like a handful of nuts or. Something. I think it was it was this past weekend. You you said yeah, I don't really only eat one meal a day. And uh, I was like, that's explained so much about the podcast because I'll come in around around 5.30 or 6 to record and we'll record till like 8 or 9. At least. At, yeah, at least. And uh, then you'll be like, all right, well, I got to go get ready for bed. And I'm like, well, I got to drive home. I'm going to stop and get something to eat on the way home. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I need to get into a better routine on that and get where I'm eating breakfast and stuff. I do have a protein shake for breakfast, but that... You know that's a drink. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not a real protein shake. It's not. It's not the way I would make it with protein powder. It's one of those little Atkins yeah. things. It's that's next to nothing. Um, 
but I want to do the bulk cooking thing specifically so that myself, my wife, and my daughter can kind of eat a little bit more healthy. That's the goal there is to is to be able to do that because especially when I'm on a lower carb diet or I'm on a bulking diet, you know, it's any kind of special diet thing is a lot trickier when you have to cook every night or you have to find something that you can eat. It's a whole lot easier just to have it. Mm-hmm. You, you do one day a week. And so, you know, I'll, I'll probably bulk cook and like cook two or three things and, you know, maybe like a pot of chili and put, you know, half a, half to three quarters of it in the freezer and, you know, cook, you know, I'll hard boil eggs and I'll do, you know, all that kind of stuff. I've been doing a little bit of that now and I've been experimenting with recipes that I can bulk cook mm-hmm. like that. Um, even made some fairly decent pickled eggs, which, I, you know, they're supposed to be spicy. They, they were disappointingly not so, even though they had a lot of habanero in there. Uh, uh, disappointingly not so for you or for... I don't think it, I don't think it would bother anybody. Okay. Um, yeah, I've got to gotta tweak that recipe. I'm not sure what, what went wrong there, um, but I'll, I'll figure that out. I'll figure out how to make them burn me up. You know, I can make salads and stuff like that, too. Well, you um, I remember, because you make your own wine. Uh, Which you... I need to put up 17 gallons of it that I've been putting off for like months. I came over, I guess a few years back, I think it was when I was in med school, and he said, I want you to try this and tell me what you think of it. And uh, he uncorked it, and first sniff, I was like, well, I don't know what you were going for here, but uh, if you got some fish and chips, you made some great vinegar. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, that uh, wine got a little too much... Um... I don't know, I think it was, it was either too much oxygen. It may have also been a little too dry. It may not actually have been vinegar. Oh, it was vinegar. Was it vinegary? I never did really try it. I'll let you try it. I, I tried it, and uh, another friend of ours tried it, and he agreed. Yeah, well, if he and if he drank it and didn't like it, that says everything that needs to be said there. Another thing I, I want to do uh, this next year is finish my book. Um, as we're recording um, today... I actually finished the outline. Awesome. This is something I'm really looking forward to because I know I'm going to be one of the uh, the oh, proofreaders yeah. for it. So I've, I've read a little bit of what you've written on it so far, and I'm really looking forward to reading the rest. Yeah, so it's it's going to be about how to get a development career going, you know, how, how to break into the industry and actually do it in a way that, that works because most people are not doing things that work or they do things and then they get the junior dev job and then they languish. Mm-hmm. And so this book is intended to kind of help uh, get around that. And obviously this ties in with some of my financial goals as well, because I don't give it away for free. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it will be legitimately helpful for people. Um, so, yeah, that that's one thing I'm I'm working on. I m- imagine that's going to be a lot of work. I initially had that scheduled for first quarter next year. I don't think I'm going to hit that uh, just because of everything else I've got going on. Um in fact, one of those is a, a goal I have, which is the goal I had last year, which is fin- finish releasing my side project um, that I'm working on with a, a friend. And now we've got uh, two other people on it, or three other, at least three others, um, which is Agulus. You know, it's for uh, buying and selling agricultural products online in bulk. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you know a dog food company needs fifty tractor trailer loads of corn, then go into our app and you know, find it, purchase it, and have it delivered. And there's a whole lot of stuff with futures and all that mess in the mix. So there's there's a lot of, you know, fairly thorny problems uh, with with locating things and setting up routes and doing all the the stuff that we have to do. 
And that project is actually, you know, last year, uh, my, my new year's resolution was to get that released by late January. And we completely rescoped it and we actually have twice. And now we've got a much better product, uh, that's better targeted to the market. It's mobile first or responsive first, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. So it's, you know, every page in there is built to handle mobile because we oh, realize just how many people really need that. Um, especially in, you know, those particular markets mm-hmm. and everything is lean. It's fast. Um, we do have people in there using it now, Nice, but there's the thing is, it's almost like, it's almost like what authors tell you about writing a book. Like the, the bulk of the work is after the first draft with an application. The bulk of the work is after the release mm-hmm. because there's so many things to do. There's integration points we've got to do. We've got to do a lot of documentation, uh, we've got to get our internal processes where we can scale. There's just there's bugs. There's all kinds of things that we have to deal with. There's a lot of project management pieces, and so I imagine that this is going to chew up a lot of time early in the year. It's chewing up a lot of time right now, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to be worth it. You know, especially as a long term goal. You know, being part of something fairly large. And I, mean, I think it's really awesome. I mean, you've you've let me look at some of it, and it. That was really cool. Well, you sat in on some of the design meetings when we kicked it off the October before before this one. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. It was last year, yeah. Yeah, Uh, the time runs together. But, you know, you were down here drinking beer with us and, you know, working on the whiteboard with us Mm -hmm. and, like, going through all the bits and pieces. And so I I think that's, you know, that's a pretty huge goal, and I've already got a a large set of those. And and towards making that work, uh, one thing I want to do is getting is start getting into scheduling things better. I've noticed this with the podcast. We have a regular, you know, we have a regular cycle yeah. on this and everything's, everything's predictable. I know what I have to do and when I have to do it. So like, you know, Monday by five o'clock Monday, I have to have a, at least one podcast outline done. Mm-hmm. And well, sometimes I don't, sometimes you've got two, sometimes I have two, but yeah. you know, we know where we are on that. We've discussed it. And then we know that Monday night we're going to be recording. We got to record, you know, one or two podcasts depending on how everything goes. Sometimes I think we've tried for three, but I don't know that we've ever pulled that off. We did once. We did, yeah, we did that. But one time. we got um, we got started like right at five thirty. Yeah, and we went. We went till like eleven thirty at night. Yeah, we it was went awful. Late. That was that was wasn't a sustainable pace. But you know, we we've got a kind of a regular cadence of when things happen. And that's, that's been such a huge relief for this project because I now know that, okay, if it's not during those times, I don't have to worry about the podcast. Mm-hmm. And when it is those times, you know, I, I know it's coming and I can get ahead of things. And I, I want to start doing that with, with more stuff. And I want to have you know, my writing time. Right now, part of the reason the book, you know, the draft, or not the draft, the, the outline of the book took so long is because I was not regularly setting time aside. Part of the reason meditation hasn't happened is the same thing. Same thing with weightlifting. Uh, same thing with bulk cooking on the weekends. Like everything here will be improved by better scheduling and getting you know control of my task list and making sure that I have sustainable, reasonable goals. Yeah. Because I've you know I've got this just snowball of stuff that I've got to get through. And I'll get through one or two things, and then three things add on. 
And, and so I think if I can schedule things a little bit better where I don't have that churn and where, the, where I don't have that jumping around trying to figure out what I should be doing right now, I think that would that really, really help me. And you know, towards that end, I'm going to actually get into Nosby and start um, actually, you know, probably first thing every morning is you know, setting daily goals, like figuring out on my different projects what I can do today and marketing where I can check it off. And you're know, trying to get into the the uh, weekly review cycle. Well, that's that stuff. that's something that uh, we will talk about a little later on uh, in the year is uh, time management. Yes. And one of the one of the things with time management is setting getting up and setting daily goals. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, honestly, I may not need to do that. That may be better done at the end of the day. Yeah, there's a dispute, and to me, it really depends on whether you're a morning person or a night owl. Mm-hmm. Is what that depends on. Because if you're a morning person, you're you're going to want to hit it first thing mm-hmm. and get things done. Whereas if you're a night owl, you're going to want that last bit of time to get things done, and you want to do your scheduling and your figuring out when you're kind of sluggish. Exactly. So that you don't overestimate what you can do for one, mm-hmm. and so you don't chew up good time mm-hmm. for another. And so I think I'll probably actually I, I expect I'll do it at night. Afterward, because I am a bit more of a morning person. But see, for me, it's better to do it in the morning because I am a night person. I've noticed. <laughs> uh, but I do really think that the way that I schedule is probably a little bit more chaotic than it needs to be. My family doesn't seem to notice, um, you know, that that I need to get stuff done because there, there's not a regular cadence. But they know we're recording a podcast if it's Monday night. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, I remember I've, I've come over and your daughter, I mean, mind, mind you, she is kind of young, but she's like, Paige, what are you doing here? I'm like, it's Monday night. I come over every Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> we try to take over the world. That's mm-hmm. what we do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think getting into a more regular routine on a lot of things and really putting you know, calendar reminders and nag warnings and that kind of stuff in place and getting into better habits is probably going to help me a lot. So uh, am I pinky or the brain? Which one do you think you are? I think I'm Pinky because uh, Pinky makes things happen. Yeah. The brain just has ideas. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, that kind of kind of wraps up everything for, uh, for our goals. You guys can follow along as we achieve each one or um, have to adjust. Uh, remember we talked last week about being agile with your goals. We will talk about that and um, kind of keep you all informed. So before we close everything out, Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, this week I've got a tool that I use pretty regularly when I'm testing email functionality. If you're testing you know, error emails or user registration emails and you want to make sure that you know they're going out and they're kind of looking right, and it's called SMTP for Dev. Obviously, it's still a Windows-only tool, and you can get this at SMTP. Four, four, that's the number, four, dev.codeplex.com. And what this is, is it's basically a lightweight mail server that runs, sits in your system tray. And if you configure your email to point at localhost, which is 127.0.0.1, and send email there, it will show up in this tool. It doesn't ever go out. And so you can use it to test email. When you double-click the message in there, if you have an email client that can open it, it will actually open it in the email client. So you can see what it looks like. 
like Outlook would do that, or Outlook does it. Thunderbird does it. Um, there's a couple of others, and this this is nice because, you know, for instance, at my at my work right now, we're we've been testing some email stuff, and because we're not sending the sending with SMTP, we're actually using a web API that's what's going through Mandrel and which is you know Mailchimp thing. And the emails really go out. And because of the way this thing works, when I'm testing it, I'm absolutely crap flooding my coworkers' inboxes. They're constantly, like, they're losing stuff in their inbox because it's just getting hammered when I'm testing things. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about it without a whole bunch of effort. Whereas if, I, if we were just doing SMTP, I could test it locally and I just change the configuration and we're good. It's, it's a pretty neat little tool. It doesn't... You know, that's all it does. It does that one thing, but really saves a lot of pain. If you have a question or comment for us, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Stand By for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed under Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is OMFG Hello by Argo Fox and is also licensed under Creative Commons and available on SoundCloud. For references, show notes, and to sign up to our email list, be sure and check out the website at www.completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time.